Hi, my name is Will Lahardy, and you're listening to Texas Tasty's 512 Degrees, where we talk to chefs, influencers, and foodies alike about their lives in and out of the kitchen. During our podcast, you'll hear interviews with our guests, and towards the end, you'll hear a groovy zap, indicating our finishing lightning round of questions. So, this is my first episode hosting the podcast, and what better way to start than to have an old friend of mine join me on the show. She's an Austin local singer-songwriter who writes songs that are easy on the ears and hard on the heart. She just released her album, Don't Make Me Worry, this past summer, and is currently playing around Austin with her band. I knew her in my college so choir, and you're about to get to know her now. Everyone, give it up for Lainey Gonzalez. Lainey Gonzalez, welcome to the podcast. How are you doing? I'm great. How are you, Will? I'm doing great. I'm doing great myself. I'm just here chilling, talking to my favorite local Austin musician. Oh, my oh, God. Thank you. I'm so honored. I really appreciate that. I sing and write songs, and I play in a band. We just use my name, though, so... I always love having that conversation when people are like, oh, you have a band, like, what's it called? And I'm just like, it's it's me, it's my name. Um, but yeah, I've been playing in Austin for a little over three years now, kind of four. So I guess to, to, to get started, what first got you interested in music and in particular songwriting? Well, I had been, I've always like saying no matter what, like, I think as soon as I could talk, I was singing um, and I would just like sing along with like the Disney princess movies. Um, and then my dad played guitar and I always saw him do that. So I kind of one day just approached him and was like, would you teach me a little bit? So like at the age of nine, we kind of, he like taught me my first four chords um, and then I took lessons and yeah, ever since then, I've just always, I mean, I've always loved music and I always knew I wanted to do it in some capacity but I think when I got to high school I got like a little freaked out just because I think growing up people always just kind of made it seem like doing music was really hard and difficult and um, kind of just like risky so that's when I started to like become more interested in like music industry jobs Um, and then from there I kind of like realized that as much as I loved like working in music industry stuff and things like that I really did just want to like be an artist and like do my own thing. So once I got to college, I really started experimenting with songwriting and like playing in bands and things like that. Um, And years later, I'm here now making music and releasing albums and it's really cool. So. So you moved to Austin. when, When did you move to Austin? When was that? I, so I went to college at UT and I guess, yeah, I moved early 2019 or 2015 I graduated high school in 2015 so like the fall of 2015 is when I moved here um and like I I mean obviously UT is like an incredible school so I was like really excited to go but one of the main reasons why I wanted to go to UT in the first place was because it was in Austin and I just knew that if I was going to stay in Texas and like wanted to make music like this is where I had to be so yeah I was really excited when I got in (laughs) Um, and what surprised you about Austin? Like, what were your thoughts when you first came here um, about the music scene here? What were your initial feelings, emotions when you first moved here? Austin was like the first city where I really just felt like things were actually happening. And like, there were just like so many amazing artists that lived here already. And like, just so many awesome music scenes that you could like get involved in. Um and it is, it's just like, it's such a cool little town. And obviously it's like becoming this like giant metroplex now, which has also been like really exciting to watch, like as I've stayed here. Um, 
but yeah I, there's just like something really special about Austin like it just feels really genuine really authentic everyone here is like very very kind um and like super collaborative so I was just like really excited to finally be a part of something like that you describe your music um on Spotify on your website as um songs that are easy on the ear and hard on the heart uh, could you um, elaborate on that exactly? Yeah, so I think when I first started writing, it was definitely more of a tool than anything else to just like process what was going on in my life. Um, and in college, I definitely like had a few bouts of like depression and anxiety, which I, I feel like is like fairly common. Um, so I, a lot of the time I was just kind of like grappling with that um, and really like facing it head on for the first time. So I, I knew like, lyrically a lot of the times like maybe the songs were like not as um like joyful or like happy as I think people would have expected from me just because I I think I like carry like a really happy persona um so I remember like when I was first writing and like showing my friends things they'd be like well like didn't know you felt that way or like my mom would be like I can't believe this is how you really feel and like get really emotional about it um but then on the flip side I always felt like like even though like the lyrics maybe were like a little bit more um like hard to digest i've always felt like sonically i was like kind of incapable of writing things that weren't like super poppy or like super um like just earworms like i just i think i've always because i listen to a lot of pop music and just singer songwriters that are like very smooth and easy it was just uh it was like pretty natural that i would like continue to make music that like the actual like melodies that are like, you know, smooth and soft and uh, like seem happier than like what the lyrics might be saying. Um, so that's kind of like something I've always wanted is that like, regardless of what the subject matter is, like I've always wanted the music to be like, just really good, like very like structural pop. Like even if it's not necessarily what I make, I just, I think those are like the principles I've always followed because like, I've always been obsessed with like Taylor Swift and Casey Musgraves. Um, and then it was really cool because as I was getting to college, like I got to see people like Phoebe Bridgers and Julian Baker and Lucy Dacus, who were like kind of like hearkening back to like these like female fronted bands of the nineties, like in the Riot Girl era. Um, and then like, I got to see them like become more popular. So then it was just like, wow, like there still is like a space for um, like women to like, you know make really good songs um with like kind of pop melodies but in a way like still have it be more um like indie i guess or like rock oriented um so yeah that's kind of that's like what easy on the ears and hard on the heart means it's just music that like sounds really good but like on the like on the surface level but when you go deeper like maybe it's it like allows you to feel things that you would normally feel or um, like it talks about things that you might not always hear like in pop songs. I was listening to your song um, Dating in Your 20s and I was like oh my god like you have a lyric in there about I think Spotify playlists right it's like you're playing a, a Spotify playlist from two summers ago and it's bringing back all these memories and I was like I can relate baby I can relate so well to yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> so where where do you draw inspiration for your songwriting? Oh my gosh like kind of everything I, I really base it mostly on just like what I'm feeling at the time and like conversations with friends like around those feelings. I, I feel like the more I talk about things and the more I process, like the easier it is to write about them and put them in songs. Um, so that's like really always what it is.
that's the main inspiration. But also I think as I've um, like done it more and like I'm getting more used to writing songs cause I'm still like fairly new at it. Like I haven't been doing it for more than like five years at this point. Um, but as I'm like getting the craft down more and like doing it more, I've been able to kind of like start like dissociating my own personal life from what I'm writing about and like kind of be more broad about it, which has been really cool. Um, and I'm like excited to like continue to go down that path too and experiment with just like, like a more broad, like not as personal of an approach to songwriting, but yeah, it's, you know, it's a little bit of everything, which I think is like the beauty of it. It's, uh, it just like is never ending. And I feel like there's just when I think like, oh man, like maybe I've like written my last song or like, I don't know if I have more in me, like there's always more, um, which is exciting. Did you take a break from performing during um, the beginning of the pandemic? Is that what you, did you mention that? Well, so I, we took a break obviously from shows. Like we didn't play a live show for like over a year, um, but in that meantime we just kind of I like began writing a lot of songs and so when I was doing that I the band and I would just like have like these really long rehearsals of like learning these new songs and it was just like the four of us and and yeah those were like a lot of fun because it was because there were no live shows like we really just had like ample time to just kind of like mess around and like figure out like what these new songs were going to be. And so out of that, um, out of that time of uh, extended songwriting, I assume your album, Don't Make Me Worry, was uh, born out of that time. Is this yes. Cool. So, uh, so tell me more about your album. Just like, what was your inspiration for it? Um, how long did it take you to write um, and produce? Um, all that jazz. So I, the majority of the songs I wrote in like a six month period during like the height of the pandemic, obviously the pandemic is still going on. Um, but I really didn't start writing it until about like four months in because the first round of, or like the first like few months of lockdown were honestly like very difficult for me. And it was really hard like getting on Instagram or like getting on social media and just like seeing all these people be so productive. And I was like, how can y'all, like, I, I just like remember like beating myself up over like, not taking advantage of the time and also just like being so like frustrated that like so many people just seem to like really like uh just make a lot of stuff in those first couple of weeks and I just felt so stagnated and like so lost and like just really um overwhelmed by it all so like it took me a while to like really start writing it all and like actually allowing myself to just like not put pressure on it but just to like make things because that was like all there was to do um and so once I like kind of like broke through that um they all just really started like I wouldn't say they like flowed out because it, it still took me like a very long time to finish each one like I don't think there's one out there's one song on this album that I it didn't take at least like a few months to finish um but it was just a really like, I think it just, it took a lot of reframing, but like once I got there, it was just such an amazing time. And I just, I, I remember just being so excited about like all the things I was writing. Cause it was just stuff that I like never thought I would write about, or like, I never thought I'd be able to find a way to write about it. Cause I felt like a lot of the con like the, the concepts and the ideas were like really abstract or like just really, really big things. And I was like, how can I just like condense this all into like a song? But, um, it was a really fun process. Like once I, once I finally like got my head out of my ass and like just let myself like do it. Um, yeah. So like basically the majority of the album was made that way. There were, there are a handful of songs like about like 
I guess like two or three that existed before the pandemic. But other than that, the majority of them were all written like in the height of the pandemic. Um, and tell me, what is your favorite song on the album? Oh, that's so tough. Um, I think maybe I'll have to pick like three because it's hard to pick only one. But I'd say Sanctuary, Banana Bread, and In the Meantime are probably my top three. Um, all for like very different reasons. But I just feel like Sanctuary, that was just really special for me because I like a lot of what I wrestled with in the pandemic was kind of like... Uh, I like I was I was like very very religious like all throughout high school and like early college um just because like being in the south it's just kind of like inescapable and depending on like the friend groups that you fall into and things like that like it's almost like a social thing to just go to church so I like was really really in it for a very long time and then as I like got into college and like finally got to like kind of experience other things for the first time I like slowly started to like see myself kind of like shifting my views and like shifting how I like wanted to live my life. Um, but it was difficult because I was like still really in those scenes and like I was like still like, you know, playing in the worship bands and things like that. So um, Sanctuary was just like a really special song for me because I it it tackled like a lot of feelings that I I felt like I had just spent so many years like grappling with um, and like I just was really proud of like how that song came out. Um, and then with Banana Bread, that one was really fun because that was like based on a text that my mom sent me. And I knew I wanted it to be like really whimsical and fun and kind of like like Sheryl Crow-esque, just like that kind of 90s like camp and humor, um, but also like with a sincere message of just like making things new again. Um, so writing it was like, such a challenge but like in the best way and then when I brought it to the band they just took it to a level that like I never thought it would get to like just the way that song sounds I I remember like when I heard it for the first time I like I wept because I just was so like it just exceeded all of my expectations like I never thought that I'd make a song that sounded like that and then within the meantime I just felt like lyrically that's like the best if not like I mean I have I hope I make more stuff like it but I, that was just one when I finished it where I was just like I don't know if I have anything left in me after that <laughs> like it just was so um like I just got so much in there and like I just I don't know the writing that one was just so much fun like I I don't know I like I really enjoy writing once I'm like in it even if it is kind of difficult but um yeah in the meantime I just I was like lyrically I'm just so proud of that one so yeah those are my three favorites so what are, I guess now we're in the new year, we're in 2022, um, you released your album last summer. What are your plans for 2022 and beyond? Oh my gosh. Um, honestly, so I've been, I've been co-writing a lot with people, which is something I used to be like very averse to. Like I just never, I always was just like songwriting's only for me and like it should be like you know, just from personal experience. And like, I don't know if like, I should like let other people in on that. I was like very um, like protective over that. But um, during making the album, I did end up co-writing one of the songs, uh, Get You Out with my friend Garrett Morellis. He's like really talented. I He's gonna move to Nashville like next year. And I just know he's gonna do so well there, like making just like amazing country music. So he and I wrote that song together. And once I did that, I was like, that was like, not as scary as I thought it would be like I should be more open to this um and then like 
over the months, like I've just been able to work with some really talented artists like that live here. And um, like my friend Jesus Acosta, who has a band called Sobbers. Um, I like wrote the other week with kind Keith and his guitarist, Nathan, um, and just all these people that like make kind of like drastically different genres of music than what I naturally make. Um, so it's been really fun. Like it's really like expanded, like the way that I write and like the way that I collaborate. And I've just been really excited about all of that. Um, so I'm hoping that there's more of that. I hope that there's more collaboration, like more experimenting with genre and things like that. Um, and obviously like I was still playing a lot of shows, so I'm going to keep doing that. Um, we've got some exciting dates coming up, which will be cool. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, eventually I'd really like to go on tour once the pandemic is a little bit more um, at ease, I suppose. Um, and yeah, like, I just want to, I just really want to keep making things. That's like, that's always the goal. Um, and whatever comes with that, like, so be it. Is there a new album in the works potentially? Um, wouldn't say album quite yet, but there is an EP. And um, I think the EP will be exciting because it'll, it'll include some of the things that I've been making with other people that don't sound like what, what the old album sounds like. So should be a fun surprise for everybody. Awesome. And uh, do you have any upcoming shows coming up in the near future? Yes, um, I'll be playing Hotel Vegas, um, or actually, I'm sorry, not Hotel Vegas, Volstead, which is right next door to Hotel Vegas. Uh, it's a sister bar. I'll be playing Volstead with um, Dina Hope on February 22nd. It's a solo acoustic set. I'm really excited about that. Um, both of us will just be solo. So should be like a really nice, like intimate show. And then um, outside of that, just figuring out South by stuff. Um, and then we do have a show in Bryan, Texas for all the A&M students or college station people out there. I, I'll have a show with, um, I believe, Wrightfield in Montclair on March 26th. So yeah, got some fun stuff coming up. All right, you know what time it is. There's that groovy zap. It's time for the lightning round, the final segment of the show where I ask a bunch of lightning questions and you have to respond as fast as you can. Let's do it. All right. Best tacos in Austin? Veracruz, all natural, or Taco Max, Thai. Favorite Austin venue to perform in? I've only done it once, but Mohawk, and like I, I'm manifesting more Mohawk shows in the future. <laughs> we are manifesting Mohawk shows, everybody. Mohawk, if you're listening... Watch Mohawk out. Outdoors specifically, because I've only played indoors. But yeah, that's my favorite venue. Favorite Austin restaurant? Justine's, when I can afford it. It's That's obviously a very special occasion, but yeah, that's like easily my favorite one. It's just so nice in there, and like the food is immaculate. Um, and I just have like so many fun memories there with friends and loved ones. So definitely Justine's. If you could live anywhere other than Austin, where would you live? New York. A thousand percent. I almost moved there post-grad, but then I started playing more shows here and I was like, oh, I'm going to wait it out. Like I'm getting a lot of bookings here. Like I should like stay. And then the pandemic hit and I was like very thankful that I wasn't in New York for that. So, yeah. What are you currently binge watching? I am currently binge watching Ink Masters. <laughs> it's like they put, they put two seasons of it on Netflix and the rest of it is on Paramount Plus. But um, it's, it's like, the greatest reality TV show I've ever watched. And like, I love reality TV. So that's saying a lot, but it's just got, it's got like so much drama. It's so impressive, like what they do with 
they're tattooing um and it's just like the best characters you could like ever want so yes that's like what i'm binging right now like i would i would literally watch it every day if i could is ink Ma- remind me is ink masters the is that about tattoos yes it's um it's hosted by dave navarro of jane's addiction and um these two other like really famous tattoo artists oliver peck and um oh my gosh daniel nunez or david nunez i can't remember the other guy's name but um yeah it's just like really really entertaining and like just pinnacle like early or like mid 2000s like kind of like sleaze like but in a good way like kind of it like very much evokes like that like hot topic like kesha era of things and i really enjoy that awesome what's your favorite book Ooh, favorite book of all time is called insomniac city it's written by bill hayes who was a it, like was oliver sack's partner like right before oliver sack's passed um so it's just like a relation or it's a like kind of like a memoir about their relationship together and like his last years and it's just like a really intimate book. It it almost feels like reading someone's just like diary entries. Um, and it's just really beautiful. Like their their love, their relationship was like extremely special. And it also is like kind of a love letter to the city of New York um, because that's where they live. And um, it just has like all these like really wonderful anecdotes about like meeting people on the streets of New York or like seeing people on the subways and just like all like the cool like examples of humanity that like can happen in that city so yeah it's just like it's a pleasure like i literally i've read it three times through and i probably would read it three times more so speaking of tattoos do you have any tattoos i do i have i don't know if it like really counts though (laughs) or like so yes i have like ink on my body but they're both extremely small one is a little heart on my hip that i got when i was 23 for my 23rd birthday. It was at my house at the time because my roommate Ryan did stick and pokes. And so everyone that was there for my birthday party, we all got these like matching little hearts on our hips or like some people got them on their ribs, but it's really special. Like that one is, even though it's like extremely tiny, like that one will always mean a lot to me. And then the other one I have is like an ellipsis or it's just like three dots like I'm like calling it ellipsis but it's just three dots um (laughs) it's on my ribs and I got that like the second week of lockdown with Ryan again he he also tattooed that one because all of the roommates were like well we're in a pandemic like we might as well get a tattoo to like commemorate it um so yeah that was really fun too but I haven't gotten I haven't actually like sat down at a tattoo parlor so the last and most important question Lainey land or boat oh my god <laughs> land land okay do you own any land and can i have a party on that land <laughs> i i wish i but i i would i hope to one day own a very nice piece of land and we can have parties there all the time promise yes yes ma'am awesome <laughs> laney gonzalez everybody thank you so much for joining us today oh my gosh of course it was my pleasure You can keep up with Lainey's future shows, music, and projects by following at Lainey Gonzalez on Instagram. All of her music, including her debut album, Don't Make Me Worry, can be found on Spotify or wherever you get your music. If you enjoyed today's episode, then give us a follow at TheTexasTasty on Instagram and Twitter. Upcoming episodes of 512 Degrees can be found wherever you get your podcasts. This is Will LaHardy signing off.